What it is, what's up? I have some amazing news for all the Faces and Feels listeners out there. That's right. WrestleBrainia is hitting Perth for the first time this fringe season. Three shows only, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The Dutch Trading Co., Sound Brewing Co., Seasonal Brewing Co., and the Face and Feels podcast will be in the house, in the zebra stripes, to help control all of the action, all while downing a couple of frosty beers. There's going to be amazing pro wrestlers, hilarious comedians. It's a comedy show like no other. It's spicks and specs with power slams and suplexes. Get your tickets now because WrestleBrainia is going to be running wild, brother. What's up and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very, very special guest. It is the fairest of them all. It is the queen of Australian wrestling. It is the one and the only Michelle K. Hasluck. How are you today, my dude? I, I'm doing well for Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes, once again, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny that we live in the same city, but we had to do some stupid time. Like, <laughs> I know, and then like we live in the same city, and we didn't meet until we met in Melbourne. I know. Like, what, what are the chances of that? Too? I know, but to be fair, I mean, I don't really know many people in Perth wrestling. You know, um, I, yeah. I I told you off uh, off mic that like I I didn't even see an independent show or new independent wrestling exist in Perth until like my thirties, and so like yeah. I, I'd been to shows and stuff like that, but I I never really met anybody. So I've you know come across a couple of people and done a done a few interviews, but the, the vast majority of my interviews have been like with. Americans and, and people from yeah, Melbourne and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited now to get you on and with everything kind of we've got planned coming up and wh- where we'll get to in this interview, of mm-hmm. really starting to get to know the people in my own city and, and working with you guys and like like doing stuff here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, same. It's like something different, a yes. bit of an alternative. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm very psyched. Absolutely. Yeah, very excited as well. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. So we'll we'll get there. Let's let's rewind to the very start of how it all began for you, and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll lead up to some of the exciting news that we've got coming. So when you think way back to the beginning, what were some of the first mm-hmm. faces that stood out to you in professional wrestling? Who first caught your imagination and made you start to? I fall in love with wrestling. Um, so I uh, grew up with wrestling. So um, my mum, who lots of people here in WA will know, um, she, I've grown up with it. I don't remember it not being around. Yeah. And a, a lot of people aren't quite like that. So um, when I was a teenager, it was the Attitude Era. But if we go back further than that, like the first person who stands out in my mind um, that I can remember is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and probably Jake the Snake Roberts was another favourite. And that's where I kind of realised, like, I really like heels. I really like the bad guys. Um, 
And Jake the Snake Roberts, I think, was the first wrestler where, you know, it was the 80s. Everyone's yelling at you. I I don't like being yelled at. (laughs) But he was someone who, (laughs) he's someone who, he could speak in a very easy tone, but it was almost disturbing with how he could deliver things and still be so calm about it. Um, that really sticks in my mind and absolutely hated Hulk Hogan. I don't know what it is. Like, I even don't like the color yellow, even now it's, I just do not like him. And I remember a very vivid thing in my mind, like being really young, just being like, I do not like this guy at all. I hope the million dollar man smacks the shit out of him. Um, but they're the first memories that I remember. And then as we get a bit older, like the Bret Hart's and the Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart, I always thought he was really funny. Um, but then my three favourites of all time are actually Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho and Mick Foley. These are all great choices. Yeah, so like Mick Foley, I, I don't know. Well, I do know exactly what it is. You know, if we go back to tape trading and stuff like that, saw him in uh, ECW if we're going that far back. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously having the wonders of the internet, you know, seeing his stuff with Vader and WCW. And I just thought the mankind character that he played in WWE could have been something that was really awkward and weird, but he made it work yep. and he made it work Absolutely. amazingly. So yeah, they're, they're my three picks. Like Shawn Michaels obviously is a fucking gun when it comes to being in the ring. So, and Jericho's Jericho. What can we say about Jericho? He's just always evolving, always changing. And I love that. He's the goat. Even to today, everything he does yeah, amuses exactly. me. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't wait for whatever his next bullshit is. And I just love how he backs himself in on whatever he decides to do. Like he does something, yeah. feels it catch on a little bit, and then he just goes all in on it. He's not afraid yes. to change. Like and he knows he can always go back. So he just keeps yeah. going forward and it's yeah, it, it's really cool. And mankind, yeah, being an example of like that should have been the shittest gimmick ever. You know what I mean? Like the yes. costume and everything yeah. like that. And the WWE On is like paper, it's littered terrible. with it. Yeah, exactly. Like littered with terrible gimmicks that people didn't yeah. make the most of or whatever. And he just turned it into something so special. Yeah. And I don't know what it was with the man. I, get, like, I was a bit of an outsider and stuff as it was. And it's like I kind of related to that in a weird kind of way. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, those are all absolutely awesome choices, and I, th- I think probably a lot of people would share them. Did you um, ever come across uh, stuff like WCW and stuff at the same time? Like for for me in Australia, I could only really watch, you know, stuff by finding the VHS tapes and stuff like that. Do yeah. you guys have cable, or like your your mum had the videos around, or how did it work? So um, I was very cool if we go back even further i'm pretty sure channel 10 when i was a child actually showed like superstars or something like that during the day on a i think it was a sunday possibly so that would have been it did Uh, my mid 90s my auntie used to tape it for me on vh so i grew up in geraldton and uh my auntie lived in perth and she used to tape it for me on vhs and like fill the tape with like x amount of superstars and then post it to me and so obviously oh, wow. it's, you know, they're just like <laughs> nothing matches and stuff, but I was still stoked, yeah. you know, once every few months when I get this tape full of like X amount of like superstars yeah. episodes. So oh, I, Yeah, my uncle is only three years older than I am. Mm-hmm. So I remember this very vividly is that we would go and we would watch um, the WWF 
at the time and then <laughs> we'd go around and just do some stupid fucking wrestling moves for whatever fucking reason and then the basketball would be on and then we'd go out and we would play basketball afterwards. So that's like a very vivid memory that I have. Yeah, just like a cool routine and sort of bonding thing that you had with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I uh, the, the VHS is like, you know, that you know, blockbuster video weeklies or whatever and stuff became like a real sort of thing for me and my dad as well. So um, we were, we got to the point where we were so up to date, you know, we'd been through every weekly you could ever be, we were so up to date that it'd be like WrestleMania 13 is coming out. The guy at the video yeah. store knows that when it comes in, he needs to call us and he's got it put aside. And then, yeah. we, you know, we, we'd come in on a Sunday, we'd grab it and we'd go buy, you know, Hungry Jacks and stuff. And it'd be like a whole day. Of like me, me and my yeah, dad just we used to do the thing. same thing. Like um, the video store got to the point where it's like, okay, you've seen everything here. So I'd actually go to two or three video stores in the same week to yes. chase down different tapes yeah. that I hadn't seen. Yeah, absolutely. It, w- it would be an excursion. I'd be like, well, I need you to take me out to this, this one that's nowhere near us just to see if yeah. there's anything I haven't seen before. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like luckily, like I said, my mum's a big wrestling fan as well, so she was totally down she's, for it. She's so, <laughs> so she was just coming along for the ride as well. And we, you know, we used to watch like the pay per views and stuff, and get the popcorn, and maybe put on like a barbecue or something, and yeah. then that would be like our weekend. Oh, that's so cool! That's so cool. <laughs> my mum was not. She kind of got pretty over me and my dad's bullshit. I remember she came home one, <laughs> one time, and I was like shaving his head. He, he and he had shaved his his face like so he looked like stone cold like she came home and caught us and I'm like literally razoring his head off and she's like what are you guys doing this is not okay she's like he well, looks no, disgusting in high school I um do you remember Jericho's top knot that he had in WCW and when he came over to Iconic. WWE right yeah absolutely um yeah I bleached the front of my hair so I could have a top knot like Jericho that's and like yeah nine or ten that's sick <laughs> so I was like yes <laughs> And mum was totally fine with it. I, she, she's very cool, so. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my ball photos of me in a suit doing the people's eyebrow and shit, you know what I mean? This is what, this is the kind of dorky <laughs> yeah. stuff that we all yeah. do, you know. So how, I, do, how I do you go definitely, from... I was definitely obsessed. Like, yeah. Definitely. Did, did anybody else in school care about it? Because I, I tried to get a few friends in it, but nobody really got it or cared, you know. So it was kind of just like a solitary fandom for me and, until like sort of I moved to the city and I met a couple of other guys that were in it, but mostly it was just me and my dad, you know, kind of thing that were interested in it. So with my school, like one of my friends who I'm still really good friends with, uh, Brenton, when we had the first, it was Royal Rumble 2000, which would have been the first pay-per-view that was shown on Foxtel. Um, Me and him and a couple of other mates from school who weren't necessarily into wrestling, like we all, came over to my house after school and just watched the whole thing. And 2000, so I'd have been year 10 mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And mum was very cool with us all just coming in there and just being loud, like annoying teenagers. Um, there was like one other guy, a different friend group. So like we would casually talk about wrestling and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then one of my teachers, my human biology teacher, was a huge wrestling fan. Really? So I had, yeah, I had my file and I went through and I put, like, photos and stuff all over the yeah. front of it. And he gave me a bit of a, um, like, just a little bit of a uh, wrestling, you know, that's fake kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, I'm not dumb. 
<laughs> um, and then after class, he's like, "No, I I actually love wrestling." And I was yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Oh, awesome. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like a big group of friends or anything. There was only like the couple in school. Everyone kind of knew who Austin and Stone Cold and stuff were, but no one was really into it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that attitude era time, they were sort of starting to appear. You know what I mean? Like I remember yeah. the shirt sort of starting to appear at places like Sanity and, you know, it's a CD yeah. store flashback for WA, but like they would, they would have like, you know, the Attitude Era shirts and, and, you know, Goldberg shirts and stuff like that. So they were definitely around, I think just in my smaller town kind of thing, nobody super engaged. I had a couple of friends that go, oh, that's kind of cool, but nobody really was super into it. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting now that I would go on in my later years to uh, start a podcast and just uh, reach out to other fans because it's mostly been a solitary fandom <laughs> for, my, for, my, for myself. So uh, tell me this, how do you go from being a fan, you know, you know, wrestling with your uncle, messing about, uh, you know, hanging out with friends, to actually finding training? In Perth, you know, like it, uh, I've I've said it a thousand times on the show. I'm like, as a kid, wrestling posters on my wall, it just was all way too far away for me. Like it seemed impossible. Yeah. I didn't know there was wrestling in Australia. Uh, it felt like a thing I'd need to move to America to find. You know, all that kind of thing. So how how did you find it? Yeah. Um, the wonders of the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so um, I found. First of all, about um, PCW in Melbourne when I was in year 12, so 2002 that would have been, um, and when they had the global global warning show in Melbourne, um, instead of doing the WWE usual schoolies, yeah, so instead of doing like that. the usual... That, I was at that. That was the first wrestling show I oh, ever saw. <laughs> See, we beat it like, we beat it. So many places at the same time. But I know. Never really you, were like you there? I, I flew there for it. So that was. Yeah, that I, was, I was there. Yeah. I flew there for it. Uh, I was floor seating about 15 rows back. Um, so already at this point, I had decided that wrestling was something I wanted to try. I'd seen Alundra, uh, Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano when, you know, when I was quite young. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then you had China. And it's like, yes, also, I want to be jacked and huge like China. <laughs> So I kind of decided, okay, I'm finishing school. I am going to move all my stuff and move over to Melbourne. But before I decide to do that, I'll give it a bit of a trial. So when I go to Global Warning, I will go check out the PCW training school. Yeah. Which I did. I did go down there and just watch while I was there. Um, But that was my first flight I ever took and I was flying by myself and I was 16 at the time. And I <laughs> I left my handbag on the plane. Oh no. And my luggage got lost. Oh. So I'm at the airport Nightmare. and I have obviously got this really distressed look on my face because I don't fucking know anyone. Yeah. I literally flying over there, staying in a hostel for a couple of nights. Like that's what I decided I'm doing. So Obviously, I was looking like a very bewildered child at the time. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, not really. Yeah. Like, oh, my stuff's lost. Um, and I noticed he had a shirt and it was like an ECW shirt. Um, but it was explosive coastal wrestling. Uh-huh. 
Um, and the guy that I ended up talking to was Devlin Reeves at the airport who wrestled for a long time for EPW. Yes. Uh-huh. So I actually found out about EPW, like um, I was explaining what I was there for, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, there's training in Perth, right? And I'm like, no. Yeah. There's training in Perth. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then all the... Pretty much as soon as I came back to Perth, I set up, set in, like, sent in an email saying I wanted to start training, and I was down there training within a couple of days of coming back. Wow. So w- was he coming off the same plane kind of thing? So he's another – everybody's yeah. going there for global warning. We're all wrestling fans. And then he sees, like, a lone, distressed wrestling fan just, like, looking like a tragedy. Yeah. And he's like, are you fucking okay? And, like – and you guys ended up, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. So how did you get and all your stuff? he stayed with me at the do? airport and stuff as well. So he stayed with me at the airport, made oh. sure that I got all my stuff. Uh, it was really nice. It was very kind. Um, and yeah, that's how I found out about EPW. Yeah. And why you didn't move to, to Melbourne to begin with PCW. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Cause I'm like, if everyone's this nice, yeah. like I'm not one of those people who thinks it's real and all that kind of stuff. Like I was pretty clued up on what things were when I was younger, when it came to WWE. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if people are that nice, and I don't have to move all the way across the country at the age of 16 to start training. Like, I'll start here and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. Let's quickly take a sidebar and talk about global warning for a second because it was a huge deal mm-hmm. for me at the time, and it sounds like it was mm-hmm. for you too. So for anybody, you know, not from Australia or, or anybody that's not aware of it, it was sort of WWE's first big show in Australia in I don't know how long a very very long time it was over 20 years yeah Yeah. huge so and it was just the it was just the one show if I remember correctly or or was there I think it was just the one in Melbourne right it was the one yeah Yeah. it was the big one at what was it the Telstra Dome at that point yeah exactly and so Um, I I was for for me I was in uni it might have been like my first year of uni and I had a couple of friends that we would get together every week and we'd watch Raw, you know, on my yeah. and stuff and hang out. When that came, and it was a big deal, and we were like, "We're all going to this kind of thing," you know, and saved mm-hmm. up all our money. I still remember all of us bringing over our cash and like giving it to one friend so he could like pay for the tickets and stuff. And like the bed was just covered in fifty dollar notes, kind of thing. As we like <laughs> got everything together, it was like this huge, huge deal to go and like, and it, it wasn't like they just sent across like B players, you know what I mean? Chris Jericho was there. Yeah. He was getting called a wanker by the crowd. Fucking Triple H was yeah. there. The Undertaker was there. Like it was like quite a quite a big deal for you to go on your own a as deal. a sixteen year old uh, girl, like with nobody else. That's like pretty pretty <laughs> terrifying to me. Um, I'm a pretty gutsy kind of person. Seems I kind like of do things that I want. Yes, and um, <laughs> that kind of. It can make me very endearing to some people um, and it can kind of make me very uh, not endearing to some people. (laughs) I just do what I want. I'm very opinionated and, yeah, I've I've got a very strong single mother as well who's very much like, you know, don't let people tell you what you can and can't do. Like always do what you want as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. Yeah. You know, go for it. Yeah. So that's just, I think, part of my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so, I want to do that. That's like a good way to live your life. It happen. Yeah, that's so cool, man. And so did you did you have a blast? Was that you, your first wrestling show that you ever went to live as well? Mm. I'm trying to remember if like superstars of wrestling 
or world oh, there was one that came and did uh oh the entertainment center as well right and i'm trying to remember if that was uh before or after it was around the same time yeah so but it would have been but i went there and early. it was yeah, yeah, so it's all about the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was it was a huge deal, man. Like we, we were blown away for it. I remember we took a camera, you know, like a video camera. We were like filming entrances and stuff like that. And I remember like yeah. Triple H coming out. He was like huge favorite to me, and I was like losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I don't, yeah. the biggest pop of my entire life, I reckon, out of me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That that was me with Chris Jericho. Yeah. I was just like, I fucking love this man. Please notice my sign. Yeah, the um, sign. What what did the sign say? <laughs> oh, it was like um, Jericho used to have the print on his tights where it was him doing his pose with the arms out and yes. then almost like the holographic behind it. I did that entirely in glitter on a big poster. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true fan right there. Did he acknowledge yeah. the sign? Did you see it? I, I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I've had other people who I've met and they're like, I remember that side. And I'm like, oh, really? Wow, cool. There you go. I've got, I've got the DVD around here somewhere. I wonder if we can, yeah. I wonder if I can see it. Like if I, I mean, I'd first it's have so to. It's so funny because you, you can sometimes see people like that I know through wrestling elsewhere and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's really bizarre. Just seeing all these people that are now people you've worked with and stuff like that, and they're in the front row. Yeah. (laughs) It would be super interesting. First, I'd have to figure out how to play a DVD again. Uh, And then once I did that and turned it on, there there would probably be faces that I would recognise, I think, in the crowd Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's crazy. Probably people I know now as well. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now let's get back to the interview. So, so yeah, you, you go on the tour, crazy, uh, you come back uh, and you, you sign up for EPW straight away. And what was it like mm-hmm. first going to the school? You know what I mean? You're finally getting to do this thing that you, you had wanted to do and you've been a fan of your whole life. What, what did that feel like? Um, well, first of all, because I wasn't 18, I had to bring my mum along as well. Okay. So we're driving through Maddington which is where the original original Dynamite Factory was. Uh-huh. And I wasn't driving, so mum had to kind of drop me off. And we're in industrial sheds and mum's like, are you sure? Are you sure this is the place? And I'm like, yeah, it's the address. And she's like, Michelle, it's a bit suspicious. Like, you were just going to an industrial shed in the middle of Maddington. 
And I'm like, no, no, definitely the address. Like, I've got it all here. Um, and then eventually you pull out in front of the doors and you see the ring and you see people training and stuff. And I get out and I'm just like, oh, my God, the ring. Oh, my God, ropes. Oh, my God, people are taking bumps. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Um, so I went to training two weeks before I saw an EPW show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like the, they did sit me down to interview me and stuff. And um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I know one of them was like Nate Dooley. Um, and they were asking me questions about wrestling and stuff. And um, then they kind of figured out like that they go, so you're not a mark. And I'm like, I don't even know what that term is. And it's like, no, you kind of, a mark's probably someone who thinks that like the Undertaker and Kane are brothers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, no, you're, you're pretty smart and you're pretty clued up. So I'm like, yay, other people who like wrestling. Um, and yeah, then I started training, uh, after that. Yeah. I'm trying and to As soon as mum realized I wasn't like tied up and murdered, she was kind of fine yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. This isn't a murder shed. This is actually like a somewhat yeah. legitimate establishment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think if even the way I sort of look at wrestling now, I'm trying to think back to that sort of time, you know, that same year. And how I looked at it, because I definitely didn't look at it like I look now. I definitely knew it wasn't real, but I don't yeah. think I was really trying to figure anything out. You know what I mean? Like I was just sort of watching yeah. it to watch it and just having a good time with it kind of thing. So it's kind of crazy to see, you know, how it changed. And, and you were probably uh, quite a bit more analytical with it. Like uh, you would have been a, a yeah. few years younger than me, but you were like all over it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, my mum's probably not as cluey as me, but she's also, she knows what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's probably where me and my mate in high school were a bit different because I'm like, oh, you know, they did that suplex and did you see like how he lifted him up? And I was like, yeah, it was a move. And I'm like, yeah, but did you see how he did it? Like the arm of and yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, ba- the ballet of it. The, yeah, exactly. The positioning, the all, all of those kind of things, which has yeah. become maybe the most fascinating thing for me now, you know, like yeah. it, it was that kind of stuff and it was podcasts and it was uh, interviews and things like that that maybe got me in like back in, you know, way later in life. I dropped out for years. I was I was in a band. I was doing these things for 10 plus years and not mm-hmm. really actively watching it. I was sort of aware of it, you know, but, but not actively watching yeah. it. And then uh, – when I did start to get back in and I could like listen to these interviews and these road stories and things like that, it, it really drew me in because it was like fascinating, yeah. you know, the, the mechanics uh, of how it all works, you know? And did you find that once you started working through those mechanics yourself and like being in the ring and taking bumps and doing that, like it was just everything you wanted? I loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I was like, the one thing I, and I still fucking hate, is like cardio. And I understand that that is an essential part of wrestling, uh-huh. that you need to be fit to do it. But mentally, because I'm quite, uh, why would I run when I'm not running for my life? Why am I running when I'm just running back to the same spot? <laughs> like, it's a very hard thing for me to like kind of process. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm running away because I'm going to get killed, you know, that makes sense. But if I'm just running for the sake of running, why am I doing it? Like, I'm going to do something else. Mm. Um, but yeah, training back then, it was really rough. Like it was really hard. No point in lying about that. It was different way of training to what it is now. Um, I came through with some really very talented athletic people and I'm, I'm not athletic 
at all. Like I, I'm a drama student. I'm an art student. Um, I am not an athletic person at all. So I always felt like I was really in like, in my training group, I always really felt like I was like the worst student <laughs> out of the whole fucking lot. <laughs> Ironic that you would then go on to kind of be who you are because they're, the drama and the acting and stuff was a huge part of of what you were and your sort of package was. And I'll, I'll have you kind of talk about who Michelle came, but uh, but I did mention off mic that, like, you were probably the first female wrestler I ever saw when I got to see EPW at the time. You were the women's champion and you had this huge presentation and this mouseketeer music and you're like this evil queen of hearts kind of thing and you're beating up guys and you're uh, you know and doing all this stuff and I'm like who is this person just destroying all these people you know you were very evil so like did you find that as you started to get through your training and started to get towards um character work and stuff that's where you you really excelled and the EPW team could see that in you. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So when I started, I think the first goal was to just even get on a show yeah. at that point. Uh-huh. Um, I remember being told I was going to be like an extra for like Jamie Jura to beat up. I, I was so excited. Like that was like my first show thing. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm getting beaten up fucking sick. Um, and then it would have been really difficult for EPW back then too because it's like I was the only girl who made it through training for a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine that from their perspective, especially like 18, 19 years ago, it would have been really hard to figure out a way to book a chick like me in those situations because intergender wrestling was not something that people – really were open to wasn't I what guess. it is now yeah absolutely no. wasn't. yeah and I, i've always kind of felt a bit uh wronged and cheated by that because it's like i'm not a small chick um i hit hard um i i can do a lot of things um but you know that that that, that is what it is um when i started it's like i wasn't really given a whole lot of direction with what to do and stuff um so when i came out literally came out to uh Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie, which was a song that I didn't even pick. Um, I'm pretty much told, you know, like, be a girl. So, okay. Uh, Am one, done, okay. what else? Yeah, be a girl. And I wrestled Devlin Rees, which was really cool because, like, he was the first guy that yeah. I met. So that was a really cool moment. Um, and then I joined GST with Bobby Badblood and CJL. Um me and Bobby had like a bit of a back and forth kind of thing. Like he beat the shit out of me on like one of the original house shows and smacked me in the head with a shoe, which had a weight in it, which a lot of people were not too fond of. Um, and yeah, when I started doing that thing, it's like, okay, I can have a bit of fun with this. So I like, I could dress up in like the punk gear and I had a shirt, like he was calling himself the bitch tamer. And I had a shirt that had like tamed written on it and a big stamp over it. Yeah. Um, like it was that kind of stuff to me was fun. Yeah. And it was a lot of learning on the go. Um, and CJL and Bobby were, especially CJL, he's very smart. So I learned a lot there. Um, but then I went over to Melbourne and just kind of like tried some stuff out over there. It was very much because couldn't really wrestle too much over here. So it was a lot of throwing things against a wall 
yeah. and seeing what would stick, but yeah. there also wasn't too much opportunities to see what would stick. Because uh-huh. there was no other um, no other females really to wrestle, right? And so they can only yeah. play around with the intergender stuff so much. The crowd's not really yeah. comfortable with it, so what can you do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I was lucky enough, like, I did get to travel a lot. I've got a lot of friends in Melbourne. I've got a lot of friends in Adelaide. Like, my first, like, women's match was in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't here. <laughs> it was in Adelaide. <laughs> Um, so I've got a lot of fun, fun memories of places and stuff like that. Uh Um, but like the Disney evil queen kind of gimmick, there was Bruiser Barry, who's a big Disney fan. And there's me, who's a big Disney fan, like wasn't really given a whole lot of direction with what to do and stuff. And, uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself as a child. Uh Um, I'm going to be very childlike. But I'm also going to see absolutely nothing wrong with anything that I do because <clears throat> I'm a bit of a brat. And I was watching things like Judge Frollo and Maleficent and stuff where it's like they don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Correct. The heart of a true so, villain. They think they're they think they're in the right. They are really like convinced that what they're doing, there's nothing wrong with it. Like that they they have their beliefs and they follow through with their beliefs. So I was like. Everyone else seems to know that what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm totally oblivious to the fact that it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that when uh, when I would see you, you would have these huge, like, tantrums, basically. Like, was kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I remember you just popping off. Like you know, a and small destroy- child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When things d- didn't go her way. way. <laughs> yeah, she just goes sick. Yeah, so that was, like, very much that childlike wonder that I have with wrestling, but I'm doing it very, very fucking wrong. And I know that it makes people a bit uncomfortable to see people kind of like come out and have a big smile on their face and like waving and like, hello everyone. Um, And then just the actions do not match the outsides. Yes. At all. And I love that kind of, I I like to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) At which point did you run into Vixen? So I, I've had Vixen on the show before, friend of the show, yes. amazing person, Deathmatch Down Under champion. And I know you guys have mm-hmm. like a, a real long history because she explained to me there was, a, there was a time in Australian wrestling when there weren't many females doing it yet. There was only a few of you. No. And only a few of you that did it, what's the word I want to use? properly i don't know we're a real wrestler like not divas era stuff like we're trying to do real proper hard-hitting wrestling and so she explained to me that like she found a kindred spirit in you on the other side of the country you know yeah yeah like it it was obviously still like a point where it was like you know divas were still very prominently featured on wwe and um i think a lot of the women's wrestlers at that time did the best that they could do with the tools that they had um but me and Vixen, we were very much like, let's just go out there and beat the shit out of each other. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And we, we, when we met, we instantly clicked. It was, it was really nice. Like, um, it's crazy to think I had like her first one-on-one match too. Like, that's nuts. I, yeah. I went, I was living in Melbourne at the time. Um, and I got hit up as like, we got this woman's wrestler, Vixen. It was like, we actually spoke online before that too. Um, but then when we actually met, it, it was just like, oh, I fucking love this chick. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, we've been besties since. Oh, that's it's so cute, isn't it? And uh, she, the other thing she said is that it was like nice to have like you know, sort of a, a kindred spirit you could talk to, like you know, yeah. explaining you know locker room stuff and things like that. And you know, yeah. she she was like people used to try and play you know us against each other and different things like that, different you yeah. know, female wrestlers. And then you would all talk and you'd be like, we'll just play it up and, you know, and all this kind of feed into the drama yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was really cool um, to see you guys sort of run back into each other and, and uh, get to, like, hang out at DMDU together. And, and, and you were yeah. there for... Well, that was when we first met. The same day was when yes, you know, she became yeah. the champion. So that must have been pretty awesome to see as well. It it was awesome. It was like she's obviously dabbled in the, the deathmatch stuff for a lot longer and a mo- lot more into it than I have. Uh-huh. Um, and, and she loves it. She fucking loves it. And just seeing how excited and passionate she is about that, that makes me so happy that she finally gets to do that. And it's acknowledged because I know how hard she's fucking worked to get, like, acknowledged for this shit. Yeah. Because, like, early on, people were just like, oh, she's too stiff and, oh, she's all... You know what? She fucking... She can fucking go. Yeah. And she works so hard. Yeah. And she does things that no other women in this country do. Yeah. You know? And it's good to see her get... What do they say? To get her flowers, I guess. Yeah. It's good to see her get that. Yeah. She deserves it. I couldn't be more fucking happy for her. And to be the champion, like, it's it's not about, you know, uh, men's wrestling or women's wrestling or... Inter- and it's like, not about she's just the champion. against each other. Yeah. It's, it's not like, oh, so-and-so did this to me, so, like, they shouldn't be doing that. Or so-and-so is, like, a bad person. They, like, fucking hit me, like, once, like, a bit too stiff. It's like, no, she fucking worked for that. Yeah. And she's done more shit, like, intergender-wise and stuff for such a long time. Like, I am so proud of her for, yeah. like, sticking through it for as long as she has and being, being true to herself mm-hmm. and doing things her way. Yeah. Because it wasn't easy when we started to, to do things our way. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't even imagine, like, the journey you guys were on and you're, you're trying to do this thing you love and then I'm sure there were, were times where, like, the negativity would have been really outweighing it and you'll be like why am i putting yeah. myself in this position you know i can't yeah. even like wrestle matches against other women because nobody's available and shit and like why am i going yeah. through it you know and then to see you know it come through and to to see the you know the performances that you put on and to see where she's gotten and, and all that stuff it, it was a real testament mm-hmm. to like both of your love of the business i think like that you just your love of wrestling like to keep pushing through it. and right. it's really amazing I think that kindred spirit thing comes into play here because, like, yeah. oh, my God, there are so many times where I've just kind of gone, you know what, fuck it. I don't want to do this anymore. Sure. It's too fucking hard. I, I can't keep travelling around. I, I can't keep doing this. I have, like, an awesome body of work over on the East Coast and I come back home and I can't fucking do anything and I'll be sitting on my ass until I can travel around again. Yeah. And, and she would be just like, you know, but you love it, don't you? And I was like... <laughs> Yes. Shut up, Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't have stuck it with it as long as I have if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Um, someone who I could have a bit of a whinge to about certain things because I know she's dealt with similar things as well. Of course. Because, like, when we're not the typical, like, we came through in that diva era as, like, where we're not 
tall, stunning, like petite, tiny chicks. Like, and, and we want to fucking go out there and wrestle and beat the shit out of each other. And that was not what was wanted yeah. back then. And then it, because we were still quite young and stuff too, it was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, do I really need to change? Like, do I, do I need to drop weight? Like, do, do I, do I need to be more pretty? Like, like it really fucks with your mind yeah, yeah. in that kind of thing. And I think as we've gotten older and stuff, it's kind of been nice to be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it our way. Fuck it. Yeah. People don't like it. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that, that, that attitude is what's going to get, get you through. And then, you know, you yeah. go on and to see, you know, like, like, but when like you're younger too, it's like you just, when you're younger, it's like you just want the people that you train with and stuff to be proud of you yeah. and acknowledge the work that you put in. Yeah. And like, it's crazy to think, like with EPW, it took me eight years to get a singles match on a show. Yeah, wow. That's unheard of. Yeah. And like, I've wrestled more in every other state, like, well, in Melbourne, well, South Australia and Victoria, I've wrestled more there than I have here. Yeah. And you, you grew you know, up that's, here. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, I mean, I mean, it almost feels, to not jump too far ahead, but it almost feels like the natural segue into getting where we are. So we'll, let's, let's talk about Deathmatch. Let's talk about your involvement in the, the tournament for Deathmatch Down Under. And then yeah. where where we're getting to now? Because where we're getting to now is really you just going fuck it. I'm going to do something myself I'm just if do I what can't. I want now. Exactly. So so how did I'm the, too old to deal with everyone's bullshit? <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm just going to fucking do it myself. So the the this is this is where we're getting to. So where when did the conversation happen, and how did it happen for you to be in the dream tournament? Because I when you were announced, I was like, oh fuck, it's Michelle from Perth. Like I hadn't. Seen you, so, you know, I'd watched some APW shows, I'd seen you there, and then I was sort of mm-hmm. out of that and I was doing other things or whatever. I can't always drive mm-hmm. to some warehouse in the middle of nowhere to fucking watch independent wrestling, you know? So I hadn't seen you for a bit, and then I saw the face pop back up, and I was like, oh, yo, it's it's Michelle Hasluck. And then, and then you're like in the tournament. So had you done any deathmatch stuff before, or was this something that was broached to you? How did that happen? Um... So I always wanted to go over there. Um, obviously, COVID and stuff happened, so I couldn't go anywhere for ages. Um, and then speaking out and Black Lives Matter came out, came out and being an Indigenous woman myself, and the trifecta, the bisexual Indigenous woman, um, <laughs> it fucking got to me really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like, no, I can't deal with this. Like seeing all these people who I thought were my friends standing up for shit that I really don't believe in, I've got to step back for a while. Wow. Um, but before that, um, well, I've known Joel for, what, 17 years now? Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things where it's like I, I, I really wanted to go over there, but then I also kind of decided I don't want to be involved in wrestling either. Yeah. Um, but when you're presented with an opportunity to have that full circle moment with someone who is legitimately your best friend yeah. um, in the city where you had your first match, yeah. in a match where we were told we'd never be able to have that kind of style of match. Yeah. Um, how can you say no to that? Yeah. How can, if I didn't ever wrestle again, I'm happy with that being the last match. Yeah. Like, 
it was perfect. Yeah. For me, it was perfect. A perfect 18-year story all wrapped yeah. up in a nice little bubble. <laughs> That's um, but like, as far as like, I've had, I've had table matches. Um, me and Felix Young actually had the first Lego death match in Australia as well. Okay. Um, so I've done like bits and pieces of like hardcore-y kind of stuff. Um, death magic was something I really wanted to give a shot. But as you'd know, being in Perth is not really something we really have gotten over the last 20 years. And it's like, they're definitely not going to put the one chicken there to block and bleed like a stuck pig everywhere. Um, so, you know, that is what it is. But when I was presented with the, the opportunity to be involved, it was like, fuck, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm in. And and the the vibe, the vibe of that back room and the audience and stuff was like, oh, this is going to like a fucking early punk gig like everyone's getting along and everyone's so nice and uh, seeing people that I haven't seen for ages like uh, Xavier Black and meeting people like Jordan Sampson who's a fucking beast and like all that it was just such a good experience and that really got me out of this horrible mental hole I was in (laughs) and um yeah I actually like wrestling again which is nice You're like, I can go to this thing. That's where I think Deathmatch Wrestling and stuff like Deathmatch Down Under and the No Ring stuff and that really started to capture my imagination because when you go to those shows and like you say, it feels like a punk show or whatever. I played in bands for like 10 years and I can go to Mm -hmm. this place and, you know, I'm not sitting in a rec centre in seating you know, mm-hmm. with kids and stuff. Like, it's it's not marketed to that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I have a lot right. of fun at those shows. But, like, I can go, I can drink a beer, I can mill about with people, I can talk, and something crazy can happen. That's, like, yeah. the vibe that I've been looking for, like, my whole fucking life. You know, like, that's yeah. always what, that's why I was in a metal band. That's why, like, I love that, yeah. you know. You watch the Casanova Valentine yeah. Vice documentary, I saw that, and it, yeah. I was like, where the fuck is this? Why isn't this in Australia? Yep. And then when Deathmatch Down Under was announced, um, well, when, and by that I mean the very first show where Cass was coming over, we were going over yes. to a music festival at that same time. And I oh, okay, cool. And I was like, we're fucking changing our flights. I'm fucking, <laughs> I am going to see this show. And then the world ends, yeah. right? Like, and right. I think I still, actually, no, I've cashed them in now. But those flights were credited for a while, you know. I messaged Casanova oh, yeah, and right. I'm like, I'm about to blow off work and fucking move flights to come to this thing kind of thing. Ended up talking yeah. to him and stuff and he ended up being like the third ever guest on my show. Joel was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but when uh, when all that got shut down, I'm then watching, you know, Deathmatch Down Under for a, from afar and stuff. Getting to go over there the first time for Not Here to Fuck Spiders, see Alex Cologne and stuff and I was in that room. It was crazy. But then that was eclipsed yeah. by coming over to the ICW shows, swapping over. Oh, uh, that was crossing so over much with that. fun. Yeah. Meeting you there. So and much like, fun. You know, all of them were amazing. You went to all four shows, obviously, as well. And, like, they were. No, I went to three oh, because did you I miss got the in first one? really late Friday night. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I had a tooth pulled out Friday. Oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds horrible. <laughs> so, um. I was on some serious pain medication when oh, I dropped mate. in. Oh, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, but I wasn't going to miss it. I wasn't yeah. going to miss it. I'm a big believer in, like, supporting your mates and supporting good people. Yeah. Put money into things that make you happy. Uh, don't put money into things that you don't support. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it, it's very simple. If you don't like something or you don't like someone, just avoid them or just don't put money into it. I'd much rather put my time and energy into people and things that make me happy and have the same kind of views as I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, for you, I can only imagine for you going to go over there for that tournament and you, you'd been out of wrestling for a while and you're going to, you know, have this oh. moment, you're going to get to wrestle your friend and then suddenly being at those shows for the first time and that vibe and that electricity, you would have been like, yo, where has this fucking been? Like, oh, I loved it so much. I, I, I had such a, like, I was so close to having a breakdown when I came home after the Dream Tournament because yeah. I'm just like, this is so much fun. This is this is what wrestling should be. Like, everyone getting along and everyone having fun and the fans being, like, super appreciative and, like, an acknowledgement of country being done and I'm not being fucking interrupted. Yeah, like, this kind of shit is, like... I love it. Yeah. I love it. I that love was when I knew thing. you were there. Oh. Like, I mean, you, you said, yeah, we'll catch up or whatever. We're over there, I think, on Twitter or something like that. And then yeah. I walk into that thing or whatever, and you're doing that at, like, you know, in the ring. And I'm like, oh, there yeah. she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just randomly pop up in places. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that all happens. That that obviously starts your, uh, your brain firing a little bit. You start to think, what? why don't we have this kind of stuff in Perth? And then let's fast, mm-hmm. then we fast forward to, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I don't know yeah, when, right. when, when, <laughs> when you started to think about it, but I get a text from one Joel Bateman and it's like, hey, expect a message from Michelle. Um, we're putting it like, she's putting something together. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hopefully going to come over and we're going to do something. And I was like, just say the word kind of thing. And then, bang, things started, it was off to the races and we started moving real real fast. So yeah. where, when did the idea... It really like, did. <laughs> so fast. And venues and, and bands and everything have just been falling into place and it's been it's already been so fun. But when did you have the idea, you're like, fuck it, I'm, go- I'm going to do something? So the idea of like, not necessarily a no ring match, mm-hmm. but the idea of like a an actual proper over 18s show Yes. Like, like a proper one, not one where it's like over 18s and you can drink, but hey, we're not actually going to do anything violent. Like it's not going to be anything different from a normal show. Yeah. Um, that idea has been floating around in the circle of Perth wrestling for quite quite a while. And there is obviously a few of us who are kind of like, man, we've got we to gotta do something like this. It's something that's really missing here. Yes. Um. And I've been to, I would not be lying if I said I've been talking about it for like seven, eight years. Yeah. So um, I was just very surprised that um, pulling the trigger has been as easy as what it has been. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like one of the things that put me off is like, I've always been told like wrestling venues are very hard to get. <laughs> People don't want to see this kind of thing. It would be hard to book something when you explain what you want to do. Um and the venue, like, I was really quite hesitant to kind of be like, okay, so this is the kind of not all the ma- and I gotta I gotta say that it's like it's not an entirely deathmatch show because like I do not have the money to bring everyone from over in Melbourne because we don't have that many people who do that style of wrestling here. So it's a bit of everything. So let's get that out of the way. Deathmatch is definitely the main event, and there are going to be matches that are all very different, but it's all gonna make sense. Um yeah. I was very hesitant to kind of be like, okay, so this is the kind of wrestling that we're going to be doing. 
And I had Felix Young with me there as emotional support because I was fucking shitting myself because I'm like, I don't want this to fall through because this is the venue that I've wanted since I worked there like 10 years ago. Yeah. So, and I'm like, okay, so like there, there, there will be blood and there are, there will be weapons. Like there'll probably be some light tubes and some barbed wire and stuff. But it's okay. Like we'll, we'll make sure we got a medic and the people on this show, like the person with the least experience has been wrestling for like five years um, you know, and what we're doing, we're all very, very professional, like, you know, really like putting over the professional side of it. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then he started like pointing out areas that people could jump off and like pointing out just areas that weren't it. so like, and I'm just like, he gets it. I, this had, is like, great. I had a fucking 14 page like document <laughs> going where I can like scroll through and point out like this worked really well elsewhere and this worked really well elsewhere. And I didn't even need that. Yeah. I was like so prepared for this like to fail yeah. first step and it, it, it fucking succeeded. Yeah. And that's why it's been able to roll like the ball's been able to roll so quickly because there was a venue I was like really excited. Yeah. So everything from that point's been able to go and like um, the announcer for the show is like um, a friend of mine, Christy, who I know through other mates who used to do announcing and commentary for like roller derby. Like uh, it's a lot of like things where it's like it's been very – You've been in the group chat. It's very collaborative. It's super collaborative. Like, you just kind of came to everybody. Like, I was just suddenly dropped into a group chat, and it was like, hey, what's everybody think about this? And it immediately was, like, just a group of people all just, like, throwing in ideas and things were going on. And I am not a wrestler. I'm not in wrestling. You know what I mean? I'm just a guy Mm -hmm. who has a show, you know, and and has friends in wrestling. But I was immediately made to feel like part of the team. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. it's suddenly we're all working on this together and this is really fun. And this, though I'm not a wrestler and stuff, there are things that I can bring to this. I have contacts. I, yeah, I, exactly. I know things like this. And you talk about that venue. That would, if anybody asked me, like, the place I would want to put on wrestling in Perth, it would be at Badlands. It's on my street. Yeah, exactly. I can walk to it from here. Like, <laughs> I'm on the court. So if any of the guys in the main event need to have a shower, I'm sending them to your place. <laughs> No, my wife would divorce me. Um, but it's like I'm just up the corner from it. So it's really awesome. Yeah. Plus, people will get to see on camera eventually when we, you know, launch it to YouTube or whatever. The venue is yeah. cool. Like it's it it's looks like hell. Awesome. You know, it's got it's like stalagmites yeah. and stalactites and stuff like that. It's gonna look awesome. It's gonna be heaps of fun. People of Perth don't really know what it is. The bands yeah. are going to be awesome. I you yeah, know, reach so out to like friends of mine who, who kill it. Like, it's going to be so fun. Yeah. yeah. And, like, remission. Like, I have seen them before. Yeah. So it's, like, the fact that they wanted to be on board and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, this is an example of, like, I am a collaborative worker. Like, I like to gather ideas from a lot of different people and then ultimately make the best decision based on a whole bunch of ideas. So make an informed choice on the ideas of other people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I've got people like you and I've got people like Reese, the cameraman, mm-hmm. um, I bounce ideas off my mum and stuff as well. I've obviously got all the guys in that group chat. Right. You can kind of see that there is a point where it's like, okay, like that's actually a really, really good idea. Like the group, the, the fucking name, that wasn't my choice. That wasn't my idea. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was fucking Jared Slate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that idea. It like, was so, it was I so funny. You're like, what's a de- what's a dumb idea for a show? And some of the ideas that were bandied around were amazing. Oh. But his idea was so stupid and so funny that it's yeah. slowly I maybe it. even just become like 
the name of the thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the brand of the thing because it's so, I don't know, people, I immediately had people messaging me and I know you did too, French or yeah. interesting, go, that name is amazing. That's so funny. And yep. it's like maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, and even like the, you know, the abbreviate, the, Jesus, I can't speak today. You can tell it, it's 7.30 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> like the abbreviation, like DWMR, like even works, you know, like every yes. wrestling kind of thing has to have that abbreviation, you know? And so like yeah. there's the whole thing, uh, it, it's just come together so easily, which is the really fun part. It has. And I think that like, it's nice when you've got a bunch of people who do have like a similar goal. Like um, as you've been in that group chat, it's, it's a lot of creative types. You know, there aren't that many people in that group chat who I'd consider, you know, just a really bland kind of pro wrestler. There's a lot of interesting characters in that group yeah. chat. Um, and it's a good chance for people who are a bit more creative to show that creativity. So, an example of the creativity is just taking the ring away. Mm-hmm. What can people do without a ring? Yeah. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not. But for some people, it gets their creative juices flowing. Like, okay, how can I use this? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like we will have a Falls Count Anywhere match. Mm-hmm. And one of those guys is already like, I want to go down there. I want to suss out the venue. I want to see, like, exactly where I can go. I, I, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you can sure. see how excited these people who yeah. are thinking outside that box yeah how excited they get because it's not something that we get to do here yeah and seeing somebody like uh you know joel bateman is such a a veteran and he's on the other side of the country but seeing him just like chime in with ideas quick voice memo while he's doing things and like people are like banding about ideas and because he's done it before he can tell them like hey this will actually work blah blah whatever like he's just all over it and then Reese yeah. just like running around Perth collecting oh, weapons and the fucking doors. MVP at the moment, Reese. Jesus Christ, going crazy! Like it's it's so yeah. cool to see. Um, <laughs> while we actually talk about Jared uh, inventing that name, um, mm-hmm. I want to say quickly that to this day, whenever uh, I talk about uh, the most brutal spear I've ever seen in my life, it was Jared Slate on you. At EPW, like, <laughs> we were in the drinking section and stuff. I was there yeah, with like my the my brother in law. <laughs> oh, was it was it the boot or was it a spear? You I don't did. remember. I remember yeah, that it was the boot. It was the, the boot, boot. <laughs> and it was so, so brutal. Like the entire place oh. just stopped. It was so loud and like it I was, was so like, unexpected. And that's what I mean about making people feel uncomfortable. It was vicious. <laughs> and, like, I think it was one of, like, the first times I'd really seen, like, you know, a female re- wrestler male or, or whatever. And, and you're mm-hmm. spouting off so much shit and he just, like, shuts you up so brutally. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of my favourite moments. And I love the fact that I went backstage and people were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, really? And I'm like, I am a wrestler, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do things. That might surprise you sometimes, but yeah. I do know how to do things. I'm not fucking stupid. It was sick. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I, d- I derailed us, but I had to get that in there. I had to shout him out because it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but, One of my favourite moments. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's just going to be really cool, and I think the the sort of twist on it like, that's been happening with the marketing and stuff, I've had friends who are not wrestling fans who just want to come and see it. Like they've yeah. they've seen me talk about this stuff. They've seen pictures of 
my, you know, adventures at Deathmatch Down Under and Big Japan yeah. and things like that. They've seen me talking about this stuff. They know I have a show about it. And then they're like, mm-hmm. you you guys are like putting on a show like that. I, I can come see it. They're like, how you fin the ring in there? I'm like, there is no ring. They're like, what? There is no ring. And and I'm like, yeah, it's just like a bar fight and you just drink around it. And they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing. And obviously so. you'd know like with Badlands, like the way that it's set out, you've got that sunken dance yeah. floor mosh area. It's fucking perfect. It's like an already made pit. Yeah, exactly. Just like an it's amphitheater type situation. It's so good. And yeah, so I, good. I don't know where it's going to like go, but if that's like a, you know, semi-regular thing if Badlands are happy with it like and you can use that as like a location it's so cool like, it's, it's, it's so just, good and it's so central and it's yeah just, it's just, just all perfect and yeah and the bands are, are awesome obviously yeah, remission really have good just fit. been announced today um yeah when are you announcing the second band I'm working out when I'm releasing oh, this versus that that will be later this week so are we uh are we, are, when's this going to come out can we say it now we, we can say it now. I can I just say it now. I cannot release Rat it. Until, coming along as well. Yeah, so, uh, exactly. Rat King are going to be there as well, which we're pumped on. So you've got you've got so uh, remission, which are obviously more, you know, uh, heavier kind of black metal, fast metal kind of stuff, and then Rat King, mm-hmm. hardcore punk kind of thing. So there's a couple of vibes yeah. there. Both really suit the kind of stuff that is going to be put on. And it's, uh, yep. it's going to be banging, man. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I know. Exactly. And it's like, you can see by my face. Like, obviously, this is like, you can see my face. Yeah. Um, you can see I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, I, I miss having that feeling when it comes yes. to wrestling shows. Because, like, for a while there, I was just like, oh, this is such a fucking bore. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to be here half the time, but yeah. I hate half the people here. And I'm like, I get like, I am bipolar, so my moods do go up and down quite a fair bit. Um, so that that is a legitimate thing. But talking about this is like, yeah, and you can see it's like, oh, this idea, this idea, this idea. People bouncing ideas off each other, and just conversation of the. Oh, yeah, it's it's got you so pumped. I can I can literally tell it, and I think it's yeah. going to be so so fun. So like, I yeah. I literally can't wait. Um, without getting too much into the negative, have you received? much pushback from the Perth wrestling community because uh, it's obviously been a thing that's been on the back burner for a while and nobody really wanted to do it. So has there been a bit of that vibe or it's been okay? Uh, You know what? Like there's been a couple and it's been from the usual suspects that I would have assumed it would have come from. Yeah. Um, But me being me, like, you know, I'm not going, like I said, I'm not running in competition with anyone or anything with this. This is more of a passion project, I guess you could call it. Uh, Yep. Um, so, you know, I let certain people know that, you know, this is what's happening. Uh, people have their opinions on this kind of stuff and they're allowed to have their opinions and I'm allowed to have my opinions. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I'm still doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Just strap in and watch what happens. Cause I feel like it's going to be, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal by the time it's all said and done. And I feel like, uh. I think we're going to be all be very happy with the way it goes and everybody's going to have a fucking awesome yeah. time. In all honesty, there hasn't been as much pushback as I thought. Yeah, right. Is that because people are keeping quiet? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, maybe. I guess you would need um, to give a fuck for that to matter. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, but like I've spoken to a lot of people as well. A lot of people are really excited to see how it goes. <laughs> I like some people that I wouldn't have expected to be excited. Yeah, so... Okay. 
that's also really positive as well. Because that's not, probably not something I would have expected from certain people, but like a lot of people are just they're interested to see how it pans out. Yeah. So that's good. I think we all are. I said I think I think uh, we're also pretty excited to just see if it you know a is successful and and fun, which yeah. you know, I know I know it will be. It's but gonna then, be but, fun. But like, then what, what be... can happen <laughs> after that? You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. whether. There's another one, whether it becomes more, whether it, you know, I mean, there's an opportunity here with what you're creating to grow it for it, like yeah. for it to be something else. And that that's kind it's of crazy nice- to me because I, I was looking, I'm like, I would love to be involved with Deathmatch Down Under, but all my friends are on the other side of the fucking country, you oh, know? Dude, like, I, feel, I feel that to my soul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you do when that happens? You start your own thing. So, <laughs> But it's been nice to have people where it's like, there are people here I do have similar interests and stuff with. Sure. Like, oh, like let's just say that main event, like Joel Bateman and James Hartness versus The Pulse yeah. in a tag team death match. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. I know. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And I best I can say, because this is going to come out in a couple of days, we're going to have Hayden Zenith versus Axton in a Falls Count anywhere. Yeah. Like, Hayden is someone I've known for such a long time and he has so such a times. creative brain. Yeah. Like and he's wrestled so many places internationally and stuff as well. Like one of those little unsung heroes. Yeah. I, guess. I I didn't even know he was because like obviously in the group chat it's shoot names and things like that and yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like okay, I'm going to do interviews or whatever hit me up people and I, he hits yeah. me up and I'm speaking to him and I'm like and who and who are you, Kathy? I'm like, holy fuck! I've watched this guy wrestle so many times, like yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, exactly. I didn't, I didn't know it was him, you know. Um, yeah. Funny quick story. I met James Hartness at Badlands for the first time. I was like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know, coming out of the bathroom, but I was, I think I was wearing like my Big Japan hoodie or something. He's like, yo, you into deathmatch wrestling or whatever. I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, I'm a deathmatch wrestler. I'm like, really. <laughs> I'm a podcaster about death matches. He goes, what? And then we're like, <laughs> and then we've just been like friends on Instagram and stuff. You know, I'm over at ICW. Yeah. He can't be there, and I'm like, you know, sending him photos and, and things like that. So, um, yeah. I'm super pumped to get him on the show, and I know how much of a big deal it is for him to do that match. And, and yeah, I mean, how this is, is an example of like someone like Hartness, right? He loves death match wrestling. Would he get much of an opportunity to do that shit here? Well, I would say nearly none. No, no, no. And he's going in there with Bateman as his partner. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, could you ask for a better partner when it comes to deathmatch wrestling? Absolutely. But, yeah, good good luck because, like, you know, the Pulse are also no slouches when it comes to this kind of shit either. Yeah, exactly. So. I saw them in a, a tag team. Well, I don't think it was billed that way, but as a – in what became sort of a tag team deathmatch not even that long ago. Um, yes, and, yes, and yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they Brutal. were, they were, yeah, that, that was the brutal. I was like, this is a family friendly show. And these dudes are like doing skewers and shit. I was like, this is rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was super excited to see them come on. And I, I think people are going to end up talking about this match by the time it's yeah, done. Like, like once we get up on YouTube, things like that, and people see it. Like, people around the world know Joel Bateman already. Uh, but mm-hmm. they're, they're going to end up talking about about Hartness, about the Pulse. Like, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I just... A lot of us have been around for a long time too. So it's like, it would be nice 
to show what we can do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It'd be nice. Yeah. And, and you know what? And You're going to do we it. We don't have to catch a fucking flight home. It's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I can walk home. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I say that, but then I've got a flight to catch Monday night. So, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> You've not planned this well, my friend. That was planned before. Uh, <laughs> that was planned Look, before. You know what? You know what they say. Live while you're alive and sleep on the plane. That's how you do it. Yeah. And the famous words yeah. of Bon Jovi. I'm pretty sure that's how the song went. <laughs> I, I'm very much a person that's like, I'll push myself to a burnout. Yeah. And then I'll disappear for a month or so, and then I'll come back and be like, okay, I'm good now. Okay, we're fresh. Let's go, let's go to the next thing. All right. So <laughs> so let's tell everybody where to find it all, uh, all the information, all the social media stuff, and, uh, and we'll get All right. Done. So we have uh, on Facebook... Dude, where's my ring? Perth. Um, Perth? <laughs> I fucking love this name so much. So tough. Um, on Twitter is uh, DMWR underscore Perth. Um, DWMR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DWMR. Yeah. Um, You'll figure it out. Uh, on t- and what's the other one? Instagram. Dude, where's my ring? <laughs> exactly right. That's where it is. I will share all the links for everybody because we've got a few different handles. Uh, but if you've uh, looked at my social media feed, it's kind of one of the only things I've been talking about for a while. So it's yeah. going to be going to be super. Oh, should, fun. should I do like the? Should I do the huge plug? Yeah. It's been a while since I've done one of these. Go on. So it's happening February nineteenth at Badlands Bar. We have got Dude, Where's My Ring, featuring the main event, which is going to be the Pulse, Felix Young, and Jared Slate versus the Smash Hit, Joel Bateman and East London Ultraviolence, James Hartness. You can get your tickets from OzTix, and uh, we will see you there. That was it. Awesome that was perfect. That. See, you got the spruiking down to a fine art. It's just like riding a bike. Exactly. And for our international <laughs> listeners, don't worry. We have plans to uh, get this up on YouTube down the track. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can start yeah. to build and a bit of a YouTube channel. As you know, it's definitely being filmed. Um, I just want to put it out there for people to see. Uh-huh. So it's definitely going to be on YouTube. Yeah. I'm very excited to be a part of that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be speaking on it. I'm going <laughs> to figure out the details. I need to talk to Reese actually. But uh, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to mess around with that, and we'll we'll see what happens because it's that's been a big goal of mine, and I think I can uh, – really help get that over. So I think uh, I think it's going to be exciting to see what we can achieve going forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. got to say, the fairest of them all, the queen of Australian wrestling, there's more kingdoms to be conquered, my friend, and I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Ah, thank you. It's been a nice chat. It has been a nice chat. So we're going to take off now. Thank you, everybody, for listening. In, within 10 minutes, we're going to watch ICW No Holds Barred 40 to date this yes, interview. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will be back uh, with more interviews uh, leading up to this awesome event at Dude Wears My Ring. Okay. So everybody out there, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Yo, thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook 
at Faces Fieldscast or just head straight to our link tree, linktr.ee slash Faces Fieldscast to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favourite podcast providers, find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view.